Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 81. Um, yeah, I'm somehow seven and a half minutes into the recording, and Hunter literally just started his. I don't know why he doesn't just preemptively start it, but apparently doesn't. So this is take two of the <laughs> intro. I don't know why you don't through, ask if I'm recording before you roll the intro. No fault of my own. We're trying to cold open here. You don't get a heads up. <laughs> And it's not my fault at all, and I totally knew what the episode number that we were on was, and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that uh, Hunter should now use your recording and just go back to you forgetting the episode number and saying, we hey, have to there we go, anyway. yeah. So, <laughs> oh, they, what if it's just all in there, Cass? You've recorded it all. Yeah, so at I least have. from Hunter's point of view, um, his recording doesn't have any of that. Well, okay, yeah. actually, here's the interesting thing. You guys can't confirm that I've actually recorded that. Maybe I've gone and restarted the uh, recording. Well, I think you literally just confirmed. Yeah, I did, I did, I did, I did say that. Okay, at any rate. You should ask me how long my recording is. I know you don't have one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, well, Chase, just because I could see it in your hand, what are you drinking there? Uh, well, I am drinking a hay all, but this ain't your your normal hay all. This is a uh, peach your lemonade. your granddad's hay all? No. This is hay all, watch this. I got lemonade now. Mm. Um, hey all is usually just a hard iced tea brand mm-hmm. uh, here in Canada. I'm pretty sure I've had hey alls on the pod before. You pretty have. Stan- standard uh, drink, but I saw this new box. I was like, oh, did they redo their packaging? But no, it was just lemonade. So they have like a peach lemonade, a strawberry lemonade, and an original lemonade. Ooh, um, like obviously strawberry. with vodka. Um, I think strawberry is my least favorite. I'm currently drinking the peach. Mm. Um, well, does peach. it taste like strawberry lemonade? A little bit. It's like okay. a little bit vodka. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like you can taste the vodka better in that one. Mm, I see. Um, and I don't know what it is about the flavor that does that, but the peach covers it a little bit more. And I know, like, I don't like vodka. You don't like the taste of vodka either. Oh, who the fuck likes the taste of vodka? Who who orders a vodka martini? Do people do that when know. gin exists? I can't imagine. Well, I mean, if I had the option <laughs> option to like only order a martini, I would be ordering a vodka martini. So, <laughs> yeah, but you'd but also still, get it I would so rather order anything dirty, else. You taste it anyway. Yeah, could you put like half that bottle of olive juice, juice in there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be more olive juice than it'd be alcohol. I'd prefer just straight vermouth. Oh God, no, dude, don't say that. Yeah, that's probably. It. Well, I mean, then the gin, yes. No, then the vodka have, one. No, have you tried straight vermouth? I have. It's oh, not good. fucking horrendous. That's how much I hate gin. Now you understand. No, 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 no. <laughs> like you're just you're you're mistaking your hate for gin to be like, oh, the vermouth is the the lesser evil. It is, but it's not. It is the lesser. It's like ver- the vermouth. Okay. Is, all right. All right. Yeah. Let's look at this. Now I don't know what percentage vermouth is, but it ain't forty. At least with the gin, if you don't like it. Well, it's still 40. You only have to drink. You're saying I will start liking it sooner. Yes. <laughs> It'll start tasting like water before the vermouth does. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, sorry. As you were. We got sidetracked. Um, as I was, Hunter, <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> there you have it. So my drink is actually in, in uh, I'm still working on it here. Uh, I'm, I'm making a mojito, but I was just letting the uh, mint uh, sit with the rum for a little bit more. I'd muddled it, but, you know, I'm 
trying to make sure all that flavor gets out in there before I add the... Now you're um, infusing. Yes, I'm infusing. Before I add the mixer, which is kind of lame that oh. I have this, because it's just uh. lime juice and sugar and water, basically. So, like, I could make this myself, and I should. Um, and the club soda. Um, yeah. I, I've been making these for a while now, uh, but this is the first time that I'm making them with my own mint, because of the past couple weeks, I've been uh, growing my own mint. Got the plants from my parents, but... Uh, you know, try put them in something different and have them on my deck, and it's pretty cool. I also really like using the the mint for smoothies as well. So it's it's mint is just one of my favorite flavors in general. So it's so cool that I have my own plant for that now. Mint is such a nice thing to grow because one, you get a fuck ton of mint. Oh yeah, um, it grows so fast, like so fast, and you get so much of it. And yeah, it's useful in a lot of things, um, really like is. mint in a salad as well. Very good. Um, true, true. Yeah, just add add mint to your food. It makes it taste better. Yeah, although, uh-huh. <laughs> although since I've lived on my own, I can't tell you the last time I've made myself a salad. In fact, I'm not sure if I ever have made myself a salad. <laughs> well, like, I'm I just have, coming like, off of eating a, eating a salad uh, that I just made. So Like, yeah. I have carrots and, like, frozen peas because I'm weird, but, like, I don't think I've ever made myself a salad. But I now, now I that I have def- mint, maybe I will, because that sounds kind of cool. I can definitively say in, I think this is my eighth year cooking for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, cooking myself, is a of. strong okay. term. Cooking is a strong <laughs> term. This is my eighth year not living at my parents' house and therefore having to source my own food. I think I can definitively say I have never made a salad. That's because you have two meals. What are Cass's like two we, meals? Work. Um, and beef and... bourguignon. <laughs> 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 That's great. It's, it's food that he scrounges from work and... Or beef bourguignon. That's yes. the only thing I've ever seen Cass make. Speaking and of... he claims to be yeah. a chef. <laughs> no, I never claim to be a chef. I know how to cook. There's a difference. I don't design recipes. Nor did I go to culinary school. I'm by no means a chef. Well, that actually ties in extremely well to what I wanted to say, which is, you guys have heard about this a little bit, so I'm not going to go into great detail, but I went to a bachelor party last week, the day after we recorded the podcast, with a bunch of people who did go to culinary school together. Uh, the Monarch in Baltimore, French Steakhouse, incredible food. Uh, one of the guys there was a wine, well, is a wine manager at like a New York restaurant. And so he looked just like, looked through, he's like, oh, let me get the full wine menu. Not just like the normal drink menu that has wines on it. He got, got like this huge book. <laughs> like I didn't even There's, know. Wait, he, he knows to ask yeah. for a separate wine menu. Like yes. that's crazy to even know that that exists. Right, right. I, 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 I most known such a high-end restaurants, you can do that. They like the manager will have a book of every wine that they carry. Yes, I, I I don't go to high-end restaurants, so I, I was I didn't know that this. there were more wines than what were on the menu. Like, why yeah. are there <laughs> wines that aren't on the menu? That's the real question. And, and uh, I believe the yeah. way it works with these wines as well is it's like, you know, if you're ordering from this menu, you know what you're ordering. I don't know if there are even prices on it, is what I'm saying. Because... Oh, yeah, it's just a list of wines. Yeah, it's a list yes, of yes. everything they can. Right, right. So he ordered a wine that, like, you, you know, he it was like a 2006 vintage, like, pretty cool one. Um, and then when we got the bill later or at some point, the rest of the table was shocked to learn that it was a $340 bottle. 
and he was like non not uh, completely nonplussed by it he was like yeah you have no idea how much i've spent on wine because <laughs> you know he that's part of his <laughs> yeah. job so like yeah. <laughs> that that did not seem like an expensive bottle of wine to him but he's us... like yeah i chose that i knew it was going to be within the 320 <laughs> to 345 dollar range right, exactly <laughs> i'm sure yeah yeah and it was I, I had a little sip i did not i was offered a glass but i felt like it would really be a pearls before swine situation that like i would not appreciate it enough uh not being a wine dripper a drinker but like it was really special like it didn't even taste like grapes really like it was it had some sweetness to it but there's just like all these like earthy tones and stuff and beyond that i'm not even going to attempt to describe it but like it was like man this is this is some good stuff mm -hmm. and then i had a really good i ordered a really nice cocktail myself it was called the palm enchante uh i've just pulled oh, up the enchante, website mon frere. yes oh shoot it looks like they must have changed the menu since i was there because i don't see it on there okay oh well it was really it was really good it had like some apple flavoring some uh like i think there's some sherry and some gin like it was it was really good um but yeah so i, I had quite a culinary and mm -hmm. uh drink airy <laughs> experience <laughs> last week mixery what, what would that be yeah, right. <laughs> what's the drink version of culinary i don't know yeah. Yeah. as chase's dad once so eloquently put if you have to ask for the price you can't afford it <laughs> oh 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 okay so th this is this you guys will find funny i don't think i've told you this so my mom has been listening to the podcast and she got to the episode wh where you got where chase you talked about um your dad icing people in the house yeah and my mom was very worried she literally asked me she's like is chase's dad a drug addict and i said what are you talking about and she said because i looked up ice and ice is apparently like a nickname for a drug and I was like, no, it's not, no, that's no, not no, the ice no. we're talking about, Bob. No, no, it's a Smirnoff ice. <laughs> right, right. She was very a concerned. cooler that was popular in, like, the early 2000s. Yes, no, mom, mom thought your dad was hiding drugs around the house that you had to pop <laughs> when you found them. Yeah. That is so funny. She must think yeah. my dad is so chill. <laughs> well, that, that wouldn't be how my mom interpreted that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I yeah. would understand that. Right, right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, very nice. Mm -hmm. Cass, what are you drinking? Well, uh, we started this podcast a little bit more impromptu than I had expected. I thought I was going to get a little more, bit more of a... I, I think we established you were the one that started it impromptu. Yeah, yeah okay. Regardless, <laughs> <laughs> we decided to all yeah. get into this chat and begin to start the podcast a little prior than I thought. Um, so I'm on the last dregs of the Blueberry Crumble Pastry Sour by uh, Collective Arts. Um I'll talk about it briefly if uh, I haven't, but I think I've had it on the pod. I just can't be 100% certain. Um, it's one of the sours that's been at the, the liquor store near near my house, like, pretty consistently lately. Um, and I really enjoy it. It's, uh, I like blueberry. It's got lactose in it, which is very much up my alley, despite my intestines disagreeing with me on that. yes. Um, you love crumbly lactose. Oh, dude, it's delicious. Like, this, cheese, beer, man. Yeah. <laughs> this beer is great um but all right tony what i'm the tiger of course oh dude you can't yeah okay 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 oh, i see what you're putting down but yeah because i am on the last dregs of that i'm gonna go and grab the beer that i actually wanted to have on the pod uh, where is it you are right mm, here. That's good. Okay. 
so the beer that I actually wanted to have on the pod here is I've got a Storm Brewing Limited. It's not Co. for some reason. Uh, never seen this brewery before in Vancouver, but it's on Commercial Drive here in Vancouver. Um, it's an orange creamsicle. So an orange and vanilla ale. Uh, basically, I really like orange creamsicles. So do I. And so I can't not get an orange creamsicle beer. I don't have high hopes for it. Is it a sour or no? It's an ale. It says ale, but like sours are are ale. ales. Yeah. So I. But will you tell think you, it would say sour if yeah. it was? I'll I'll tell you in like ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight. eight seven, seven, wow. Six. six. Um. Wow, the uncoordination of our countdown. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it a sour. It's got some sour taste to it. It tastes very much like an orange creamsicle, but then like also very much tastes like an ale. Um, it's almost like that's why they called it that. Yeah, <laughs> creamsicle ale. <laughs> like it's there's a little bit of sourness to it, but like I wouldn't go as far as to call it a sour. Sorry, but uh, orange not creamsicle great. ale. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, not gonna lie, it's it's not good. Really? Wow. Uh, <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You, you I, got it because I, yeah, you were yeah. excited about Orange Creamsicle, and then you like that it tastes like Orange Creamsicle, but you don't like it? No, no. The, the, it, there's too much ale. Like, yeah, I would have bet yeah. that that was the case, because it didn't say sour on it. I, I wouldn't have bought it. I, I was very well aware of how I thought this was going to taste like, but I couldn't not get it, because it said Orange Creamsicle on the can. I feel like I would like yeah. that. I, I tend to be an ale over sour guy, even though I do like some sours. I would have, like... Well, like, I guess golden ale like, in particular. Yeah. Mm. Rather than, like... I feel like it's know. too light on, like... It's, like, a lighter ale. Because it's, like, it's like a 5%. I think if they, like, made it a beefier ale with, like, the subtlety of, like, the orange creamsicle right at the start when you first take a sip of it, I would have liked it more. But it's, like, it's got, like, no IBUs. It's, like, the one of, like, the lightest ales I've had. Which, you know, I guess makes sense with the whole, like, summery orange creamsicle vibe. But, like... Definitely no lactose in here. Um, but somehow vanilla Man, that sounds You know really what I was good. just thinking about? I mean, yeah. I, I would probably not like it. Um, but you know what I was just thinking about? What's that? Um, you know, for me, IPAs were kind of like uh, like box mod vapes. You know? You, you get what you're looking for. You can get, like, yeah. really specific with it. Okay, um, okay. And then and then sours came out and they were like jewel. You're like, ah, oh, this is convenient. I can do it more often. It's not as intrusive. And then slowly over time, you get rid of the box mod, and it's just jewel from there on out. <laughs> See, here's where your here's where your analogy falls apart for me. I can crush IPAs. No, but the, like one's just more crushable than the other. Yeah, but, like, there's no need to give up on the IPA. I mean, I also have not given up on the IPA, but... Uh, so, like, the, the analogy does fall apart, but I just kind of thought it was a funny analogy that came to mind. Yeah, I um, like it, I like it. Okay. We should probably talk a little bit about Valorant. Um, uh, for, like, maybe the next four or five minutes, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, because, yeah, like, at least on my recording, we're about 22 minutes in here. About eight of those were uh, not 
actual relevant, but like, yeah, guys, if you could bring um, up the time of your recording, we're <laughs> actually really, I think that's content. really what our listeners have been waiting Phenomenal for. They're like, God, here. I really have just been wanting to know how long <laughs> they've been recording for. I, for a while, I've been wanting to make uh, clips from our podcast for YouTube Shorts, and that's going to be clip number one right there. Yeah. Okay. Also, <laughs> for for viewer for viewer reference, or I guess listener reference, um, the Loud EDG game is currently going on. It is on my second monitor. I believe it is also on Hunter's second monitor. This is correct. Um, so you might get you might get some interjections about some like wild shit that happens in these games throughout this podcast. I'm just or just like up. blank silence that I can't fill because also like my second monitor is a picture of Whistler right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is no game up on it. Okay, so. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, Hunter sent me, I believe in a text form, uh, some updates or some more info on the whole team deathmatch uh, thing. Like, Valorant released some video explaining some more details that we didn't have at the time of the last podcast recording. Have wait, you not wait, wait, seen oh. the trailer? I've seen the trailer, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I don't think there's anything in the text that I said that wasn't in the trailer. That's why I'm a little confused. Well, oh, I don't think we talk, we haven't talked about, about the trailer. Oh, okay. Um, then maybe but... it was just a trailer. The trailer. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, let, let's let's get yeah. into it. Let's dive into okay. this. So there are a couple things that I that I really like, and there are a couple things that I really don't like about the the whole trailer and the information that they gave us about how Team Deathmatch is going to perform. Um, one of the things that I do very much like is they are changing up the maps. I think that's yes. been confirmed for a while. But in like, the same styles of the other maps. That's what yes. we got in the yeah, trailer. They've shown that, like, videos of, like, the ma- of the new maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, Bind is now blah, blah, blah. And Ascent is now blah, like whatever. Piazza. Like, yeah. Um, I think that's, I think it's really cool that it keeps the same flavor of like the actual comp maps. But like, they're not literally just taking a section of the comp map and being like, uh, Team Deathmatch now. Um, I think it. I think it's great that they've actually went and designed new-ish maps that perhaps have some similar angles um, to do actual comp maps, and I think that's phenomenal. Now, I also really like that there is a pistols option. I don't well, think it's stage. an option. It's a stage. It's, well, a, there, it's stage. a stage. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, to summarize for people who haven't seen the video yet, um, there is multiple stages of the team deathmatch, and at each stage, you can choose one of a weapon of you know a certain category. So you know, for the pistol stage, you can choose uh, a pistol, and the way it works is you can go in before the team deathmatch, or maybe when it's loading in. I'm not sure exactly when, but basically, before things get going, you can go ahead and select what weapon you want for each stage. Um, uh, based on the class, and then just roll with that, or you can change it like when you're in the game after you've died as well. If you want to mix things up, yeah. So, I I, I like that there's the p- pistol aspect of that, right? I think that's a great way to practice getting in gunfights with pistols against other people that have pistols, which is not something you could previously do unless you loaded into a custom with a bunch of people. Um, I think that's great. I don't like where it goes from there to being like um eco guns yeah to like i don't like the eco guns there because i feel like that takes well it's not like bad necessarily i feel like it takes away from the whole being able to use this to like effectively warm up um why it goes through every stage or weapon that you would possibly use in in the game against people with similar weaponry that's the problem similar weaponry if i'm using a stinger 
I'm not expecting to encounter somebody else on the other team that has a stinger. It's very rare that both teams are on a half by slash eco. That is true. Yeah, you're expecting the other I'm person to have a full yeah. by. In which case, yeah, like just normal deathmatch running around with the stinger would be better right. for you. Exactly. Like well, you it, can get the yeah. Or like yeah, if you're if like oh hey like I have a a bulldog slash guardian right now right. Like, uh, I'm probably looking to, or well, more specifically with the Guardian, but like, say, hey, I'm probably looking to take like really long range gunfights in which I can catch people out that have the Phantom or Vandal and try to get this, try to get this distance advantage over them. Um, and like the better ADS and accuracy. Like, I, I feel like it, it takes away a little bit of the you trying to put your not quite as all rounded good weapon into the optimal situations because everybody else is also using those guns. I suppose now in the context of Bulldog slash Guardian, in the game, you are more likely to run into someone using Bulldog slash Guardian, Guardian. Yeah. but um, I feel like there should also just be more freedom of what gun I want to spawn in with than it being locked to individual stages. Maybe. Outside of the pistol stage, I like the pistol stage idea. But what it does is it gives you time with that gun in your hand before you were... T- if, so if you're using this as like a warm-up um, before you play comp, right? If you hop into a deathmatch, you're choosing Phantom or Vandal. Or op if you're fucking insane and w- hate the lobby. Or Sheriff. Um, yeah, or yeah. Sheriff if you're smurfing. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, you're not, you're, you're going to pick one weapon and you're going to stick with that for the entire fucking deathmatch, right? This forces you to go through weapons and it forces you to go, like, if I'm hopping into a deathmatch, never in my life am I picking up a stinger, right? I'm going to be like practicing with my phantom or vandal, um, with my vandal. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> this like forces me to have time with uh, a pistol, with a uh, stinger or specter with a with a bulldog and then with the phantom or with the vandal so like it makes it makes more sense i think in that way to like force you to go through that and you get practice with each of those guns before you actually hop in right um okay now which gets me to my next point here where i i see where you're coming from um but the next point that i really did not like is the fact that they're like weapon upgrade pickups and um and alt orbs and stuff like that. I feel like alts have no place in this. No one's ever oh, like, why the fuck would I ever pick a fucking viper? Like, I, I feel like the alt gen- genuinely has no place in team deathmatch. And well, the viper in general, more. like the rest of her util has no. Like, what, what, I mean, what place does that have? I mean, bites. maybe yeah. some. Yeah, snake bite. Uh, the Molly's like, oh, you want to drop your wall down and cross an angle, or just cut off people? Like, like, okay. Granted, I just feel like the alt has no place in Team Deathmatch. Oh, dude, I could not disagree more, and here's why. One of the things I have most... you just think it's fun. No, not at all. I, well, I, I mean, yes, it is fun, but like, that wasn't my <laughs> primary reason at all. No, <laughs> this thing sucks, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. No, um, where I was going with it is that one of the things that I have most uh, felt is lacking about the uh, current Deathmatch is that... You know, you don't get to practice with your weapon ults, uh, neon ult and jet ult in particular, and you also don't get to practice against them. If there's a jet bunny hopping around in the sky, like practicing, you know, 
that uh, advanced tracking and shooting. So I think both for people who want to, you know, practice their agent's ult against real people and for, you know, getting used to countering that ult, I think it's absolutely fantastic that you can do that in TDM because there's literally no other way to do it. Aside from, I guess you could say, swift play, you get your ult slightly faster. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm 100% for there being ults in this. Yeah, and I guess if you're talking about a, a Viper, like it's practice playing within a Viper's pit. Yeah, but just... Right? So you can pick that specifically because you play Viper and you want practice in your Viper's pit. Or like if you see a pit in the game, maybe you specifically go into it because you want to um, like practice taking peeks inside of that, right? Right, right. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I like if like... someone put down a Viper's pit, I would probably go in it like an enemy just be, for that exact reason of like, you know, let me test my ability here. Okay. I, 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 then... Just to be clear, I don't plan on playing TDM uh, to win specifically. Uh, like, yeah, I don't plan on which, sweating, like, oh, I need to optimize my strategy to win team death matches. Which, yeah, I, I fully agree with that sentiment, but I feel like all these all these changes, like I was saying, like the, the weapon orb pickups, the, the alt orbs, stuff like that is turning this into a not warm-up mode. It's turning it into a actual game mode. Oh, no. They released a game mode that's a game mode? I don't want that. I want a warm-up. I wanted DDM for warm-up without having fucking getting shot in the back all the time. Well, we'll have to see well, exactly how aggressive... Well, I think it still be that the, for you. Yeah. We'll have to see exactly how aggressive the um, weapon upgrades are. Because I think we can all agree that Spike Rush is absolutely horrible. How you can be, like, on shorties and then get, like, a Marshall as your weapon upgrade or something like that. And it's just like, wow. Okay, easy win. But, like... I was imagining, based on the clips I saw, that these would be side grades. Like, you know, you're on a rifle round, and you can pick up a judge. Like, you know, that's not a necessarily an upgrade over a rifle. It's your choice on whether or not you want... Or an Odin. I mean, an Odin is more expensive, but either way, an Odin isn't necessarily just straight up better. Um, also, Odin op were not purchasable in the yeah. in the levels that they uh, put on the True. screen. True, I kind Which of Which I think that. is another big problem. Why the fuck can't I op? Well, you're going to have to find I, I an gotta go on the battlefield. Yeah, I got to go run around and pick up an op. That's not fucking Halo. The gun's not that broken. <laughs> <laughs> if you turn the op into the fucking Halo sniper, sure, it's worthwhile going to pick up. Yeah. But, like, I mean, come on. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like all these changes that they made are, like I'm saying, turning it into a game mode. Which I didn't want. I, I couldn't remember this, so I'm just going to ask. Weren't you one of the people who was saying that Valorant needed a more fun, like, casual mode that people play besides comp? Yes, yes. but not this. <laughs> not... <laughs> I want, this is I want closer an... okay. to what he was talking yeah, about yeah. as a warm-up mode. I, I want an objective-based game mode that is not comp. There is an objective. Get frags, Kill. Get frags is get not an objective-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree that it... Um... This is closer to, like, the warm-up. Like, you're probably yeah. going to just be playing this yeah. uh, before you hop into a comp game. Like, I definitely won't be playing TDM as what I'm doing for the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, so, like, I, 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 I will slightly disagree for myself. And I'll say that, like, you know, if I have a chunk of time to play Valorant and I'm feeling like playing a comp, like, yeah, I would use this to warm up. But, like, if it's, a, it's, the, if it's the end of a long day and I don't really feel like playing comp, if this, you know, turns out to be as good as we're hoping it is, I think it could be pretty fun to just play this on its own. 
because you know you get maximum reps you, you know you go in you flash die and now you immediately respawn or pretty quickly respawn like just the sheer amount of valorant action it gives you is is pretty cool maybe but in that case i'm just not playing valorant like i'm just not opening the game i see i see all right if i don't have the time for a comp then like i just don't open it unless i'm like specifically going into like a custom by myself to work on a lineup for like 10 minutes yeah. like that's the only other <laughs> no. reason that i that i would open valorant um see, which i, I like need that. to do by the way but like uh. yeah I, I don't think that yeah this is going to be like a oh like i have you know 20 minutes let me play a couple tdms it'll be eh, i'm just gonna not do that i'll go on youtube or something instead also get ready to learn sova lineups on a set buddy Cass um, is so, it's trying so hard to make this happen. Yeah, Cass is like he's brought this up so many times yeah. that he wants to play Omen on Ascent. Yeah, I don't want to. It's just you won't. No, I play Brim, and yeah, seemed to work all right for us. We went Owen, or well, we went eh, and one. The oh, eh so we, being we went one and forty. That's that's how we've won all of our games, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, okay. I don't oh, think boy. our comp as it is is terrible. Um. I I, I feel like if Chase is going to be miserable, also we have agent, a Sova. Well. Yeah. One th one thing that I I did I did discuss with Cass uh, in in the hypothetical where. Uh, you have a serious brain injury, Chase, which changes your agent preferences. <laughs> <laughs> that it could be cool to have Oliver on the raise on Ascent because his raise is very good and uh, he, you know, it, it raises good on Ascent. But what I also said to Cass is that I also am okay with, you know, maybe doing some uh, triple duelist comps. Is it, you know, kind of unmeta? Yes. Could we make it work? I think possibly. Because, like, in that case, we could do, like, well, no, because I guess in this, you know, hey, you know, we don't want to be discussing all of our strats live on the air, man. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> we're giving these away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, we're gonna do no duelist comps. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Prep for that, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're planning on five Sentinel comps uh, after the new Sentinel comes out. But also the like going back to the like original topic here, like for the game modes, like the game mode that I want that is not competitive, as Hunter brought up, is I want like a domination or a hard point. Yeah, or n just not like a more objective-based kill like, or game mode that is not the comp slash unrated queue, and is also not just get kills. I want something else that gives me a rank. I want a separate rank for a separate game mode. Got it. Got it. Like because if there's no rank involved, then I don't think that I will want to play it as much as comp. Mm -hmm. Like comp just has so much more going for it because it influences your rank like the like i don't know just the pressure behind it hmm. right I, we've talked about that uh, before but like that's the reason why unrated is so shitty and comp is is great mm -hmm. well here's i feel like there's an important qualifier at least in how i think about it and that's that when you're playing optimally in valorant in order to win comp games you have to oftentimes do a lot of things that suck that aren't things you want to do or that are the most fun for you because they're what's best for the team, both on the macro level in terms of like what agent you pick and like, 
you know, what kind of strategies you do. And then also in, in like the, you know, the, the here and now, like, you know, not throwing by chasing down the ace and et cetera. Um, so I feel like that's the, that's the biggest issue for me. It's not that I, I, that I need the rank. It's just that, you know, in unrated either, like I can run around as a duelist, but then oftentimes, you know, my team isn't setting me up the way they would in comp, or I can play, you know, I can play a more boring character and try to set up the rest of my team, but like, I don't enjoy that as much, you know? So I, f- I feel like the incentive for comp is necessary because you have to do shitty th- or things that you don't enjoy uh, well, I, to win. I think that this is a, a you know, a play style thing yeah. because specifically you like running it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in comp, you, you're okay with not doing that because of the pressure behind it with the rank. True. Um, true. But in other game modes, you just want to run it down. So like, you know, stuff like this that is like, um, you know, fast, easy, doesn't have that much weight behind it is great for you. You have fun with that. Yeah. The exactly. part that I really enjoy about Valorant is more of the, the macro of, oh, like, did I place this smoke at the right time? Did I, you know, are, are we set up in the right position here? Um, which is funny a little bit saying that because you think a lot more about that when like, yeah. you're the IGL and coming up with strats. But I mean, like, you know, during the game kind of deal. Right, right. Um, like... So the the rank is really like, oh, how well did we do as a unit, which I like a lot more. That's a lot more of the strategy aspect. And so if there was another game mode that puts that in, in there and then, you know, you get a rank for it with a completely different objective than uh, than what competitive is, I think that I would play that a lot more. Got it. Got it. And I feel the need to clarify there. Like, I do enjoy... If I do something that I'm like, man, I'm not pushing and I want to push, but the team wins the round. Like, I'm good with that. Um, I guess I was speaking a lot, basically, you know, at the premier level, I'm very okay with doing things that I wouldn't otherwise want to do. And then at the comp, like five stack level, more or less the same, I'm more talking about the, you know, the duo queue, the solo queue experience where I just, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily share the same, oh, I placed the smoke at the right time thing because I, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't care as much about the outcome when it comes to the team thing. I, I want to do what I want to do. Um. But yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're on the same page about this in terms of understanding it. So yeah, uh, this, is, this like... isn't the mode that Cass wanted. This isn't the mode that Chase wanted because there's no rank. So this is a mode that only I want, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine with this yeah. being in here. And I think it'll be like, I'll probably like playing this more than, um, than Deathmatch. Because mm-hmm. one, specifically, I really like, um, like Escalation. Uh, yeah, which I think this is like a mix a very between escalation <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. Uh, um and like deathmatch. Like sometimes I just I would rather play an escalation than I would a deathmatch to warm up. But like if we're all warming up together, then like you guys like most people fucking hate escalation, so <laughs> they're not gonna play it. Yeah, but uh, we're just gonna do a deathmatch where people can focus on actually warming up. But I kind of like the fun aspects of, of an yeah. escalation or of a spike rush, even like even though I've played like four of those all time um okay there you lost me i i kind of with you in enjoying escalation i despise uh spike rush i would rather uh pound sand than play spike rush i don't know like i, I just kind of like the extra elements to it like the the <laughs> random orb pickups and stuff like it kind of makes it more fun than than just a death match <laughs> oh, you think it's fun no. when you have a shorty and you have oh. to peek someone who has a marshal down long <laughs> yeah because there's long. no consequence 
So like, consequently, you, you also have no chance. You're just like, well, yeah, you have no chance, but you respawn immediately. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, that. that's one of those scenarios where, like, you don't care. So, like, what does it matter if I can, Well, you like, know what I'm talking about? Spike Rush, right? Not not Escalation. I'm talking about if you get an yeah. upgrade warp and you don't respawn immediately in Spike Rush. You play out the round. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do yeah, yeah. Play it. Right, right. yeah I, was, I was thinking more of Escalation. Yeah, um, yeah. But I get what you're saying. You know, it's it's low stakes. Yeah. You're it's not, low you're stakes. No, no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it can be fun to do stuff like that. Also, yeah, the gun upgraded orbs are, are stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree there. Right. Um, do you mind if I go back to something, something about TDM that I'm, I discussed with at least one of you off podcast, but I think it's worth bringing up here. Um, sure. I do have one major concern about TDM, mm. um, and that's that this part I think we discussed on pod. The idea, one of our questions was, with these new maps, is it, are there going to be spawn points? Uh, or are, or is it going to be like escalation where you just get spawned somewhere pseudo random on the map, like, you know, within certain parameters and they confirmed that there will be spawn points and how they both explained and demonstrated it in the video was that you have 15 seconds of invulnerability after you spawn and in deathmatch currently regular deathmatch, uh, when you spawn in you are invulnerable for a certain amount of time until either that time expires or you uh, move your feet. Like you can rotate and aim, but when you move your feet or when you fire a shot, then you're no longer invulnerable. However, in the video, they show someone leaving spawn with the invulnerable glow without immediately losing it. And this to me seems like a massive potential problem because what that seems to indicate is that, you know, these are small maps it seems like you can run out of your spawn, run directly into an enemy's face. They can, they, they can shoot you and do no damage. You can then basically pop and swing plus where you basically just wait for them to miss on you and then you shoot them and you lose your invulnerability. But like you've gotten the headshot at that point because you've had all the time to line it up while they whiff on you. Um, so I'm hopeful that either there's something I'm missing or that they change it because that to me seems like that would be kind of the meta and that seems uh, not fun. So that that's my biggest concern like with it. Invisible spawn barriers. Where oh, like, you, like you lose your invulnerability past a point where like the normal like gunfight angles are. I think that could be really cool. Like you get yeah. so like it would keep you from being spawn trapped with the invulnerability. But as soon as you leave that area, yeah. Um, then you you would be vulnerable again. I'm I'm not sure if that's how that works at all because. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even see the part in the video where they talked about the 15 seconds. Well, um, I should clarify. They said 15 seconds separately, and then they showed a very short clip of someone leaving spawn while being invulnerable. It was like a two-second clip, so they didn't show how far the person goes or anything. Or they didn't engage yeah, anyone. I would assume that they yeah. wouldn't make something so broken in the game that like you could run out and take a gunfight while invulnerable and then just shoot somebody. That just seems like obviously stupid. Um, yeah. And you, you have to think that they wouldn't do something obviously stupid like that. Um, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, I just don't really get the need for the spawn invulnerability. Like, if you push up too far and the spawns flip, the spawns flip. I think the spawns, spawns don't, don't flip. I'm pretty sure you, you have one set spawn. Because that, that would be why you would need the invulnerability, because it's like, you know, preventing spawn camping. Okay, I don't know why they didn't just have the spawns flip. 
They didn't mention anything about spawn flipping, and yeah. a full 15 seconds in vulnerability seems to suggest that what I'm saying is probably right. True. I mean, if maybe the spawns just, don't yeah. flip, then it kind of incentivizes you playing from your half of the map, which yeah. could be good for the game mode, right? Because in what case are you like pushing up that far usually? I guess these are like different maps. We don't really know what the layouts are, right? Right. Um, but like it, it could incentivize you to like kind of stay behind cover and take peaks instead of just like fucking running it down which would honestly be better i think for the game mode okay but like the problem that tdm always or always uh maybe i just played too much cod as a kid but like the main problem that tdm always had was like if you know where or like what line you can push up to right to not cause spawns to flip and just hold that line and then be taking fights as people as they're trying to push up and aggress onto you. Like, so, like, say that line is, like, 70% of the way towards their spawn, right? Right. And you just learn, they're like, okay, this is the line we can't cross. We just need to hold this line. Um, and then just, yeah, lock people into their spawn as they try to push out. Like, that. that was, like, that's, like, optimal TDM strategy. Now, the thing is, nobody ever fucking does that. No, someone's going to cross the line and the someone's spawns gonna are going to Someone's going to cross flip. the line and push in and the spawns are going right. to flip and then the team gets out of the spawn trap. That's how you get out of the spawn trap. Now, the problem without flipping spawns is all you're doing is you're, you're saying, hey, okay, so there isn't like a 70% way mark that like you have to cross before the spawns flip, but they, with the invulnerability aspect, there might as well be. It's a, hey, you can't push past this. Or we're just going to be invulnerable. Right, Because right. people are going to be invulnerable as they swing this angle. Um, which I feel like just it just lets you like over time you're just gonna learn where that line is. Yeah, but if that line is fifty percent, who the fuck cares? Right? If they if they've designed it properly, so like the um that invulnerability wears off, but right before you're able to peak like a very fair angle, then it just keeps the center line as the center line. Yeah. Right, which which I think is completely fair. Now, eh. it does take away if if it were to work like this, it like it really incentivizes like, you know, fair gunfights down like a mid, but it takes away the ability to kind of get yourself into like a closer or unpredictable angle. Um I don't know, I, like there's just so many factors here about like how the map's designed. We don't know how the invulnerability really works. Right. Um, if it's a timed thing, then I would assume it would be set for, um, for it to be like a, like that 50, 50 mark. And then, you know, Oh, I can push up 50% of the way, but they can also push up 50% of the way. Like who the fuck cares? Yeah. And, there's parts of the map that are closer range, parts of the map that are longer range. Yeah. I, I oh, will say there's, there's one thing. There's that no that point I... to push up farther, which I feel like is kind of dumb. Like you should be trying to push the other team and lock them into their spawn. That's the point of the game mode. Wait, I, I'm confused at what you want, Cass. Like, you're being incre incredibly hypocritical right uh, now. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm do, you want, well. do you want to be able to be locked in your, in your spawn, or do you not want to be able to be locked in your spawn? I want, to be, I want to be able to be locked into my spawn, but if they push up too far to the point where they can literally see me spawning, then the spawns flip. 
Well, we're, we're taking out spawn flipping from the equation. I don't get why, though, which is where I'm lost. Why is that not a fact? Maybe, maybe you can't see someone spawning until you're like 90%. Yeah, maybe? okay. My, my ideal version of how this would work is <clears throat> basically there is where you're invulnerable is perfectly balanced so that, you know, obviously when you spawn, you're invulnerable, like in the spawn area. And then you're invulnerable as, as long as you can get to a certain space outside of that, where you're not peaking any angles besides the angles of people who would be looking into your spawn. So basically you can't look into the team's spawn and shoot them either as they're spawning or as they're leaving spawn. But as soon as, you know, there's any engagement, any engagement outside of it, everyone will always be not invulnerable. That's, that's my ideal version of that. So essentially, if you're, you can, you know, you can force a team to only have a certain amount of control around their spawn and nothing else, but you can't like push them back all the way into their spawn. Basically, you can take, you know, your side plus no man's land plus a little bit of the other side, but not all of it. That's, that's how it would make the most sense to me. Because then you, you'll have fair battles, like, right around the edge of that. Well, I kind of agree, except for the fact that that's what Cass was saying about people pushing up to, like, a certain point. Um, it's just, like, there's no consequence for pushing past that at this here. Like, the spawns don't immediately flip, and you're like, oh, you fucked it for the whole team. Right? Well, yeah, it's like, like, if you, you push might past die, that, you're but, like, everybody else up. can yeah. still spawn trap them. Like, everyone else can still spawn trap. Like, if one if one of your teammates pushes past and dies, well, fuck them. There's still four of you there to... Well, they can they can sort of spawn trap, but like the the key the key thing in in my way of looking at it is that like if you know oh shoot the enemy team has pushed way up, then you can much more effectively use your utility to then you know force them away from those close angles and deal with that. Like, assuming that it's perfect the way I'm thinking, where any of those fights are going to be fair fights. Oh like, yeah, I, I forget you have utility. That. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. huge too. Yeah, like, if you know, if, I'm picturing basically, like, there's this big box, like, a, you know, one of the shipping containers from Icebox that's ex obstructing the view of spawn itself from, like, long angles. So, you know, you could push all the way up to that box from the other side, and then once you, as you're spawning, realize there's a bunch of people there, you can throw a phoenix flash around that bitch and just, you know, kill everyone who's there. Yeah, or, like, a raise nade. Or, exactly, you know, yeah. Yeah, something like that to, to clear people out. Sova dart. Yeah. Um, Whereas if the other team flashes around that, then they're peeking into invulnerable people. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Um, I think Cass is kind of getting caught between saying that he hates the way that COD does it and that being the only TDM that he knows, and so that's what he likes. Um, yeah. So I, I don't really know what Cass is saying because I feel like Cass likes the fact that you can know where the spawn barrier... Like, you like the fact that um, people can game the system. Because I know th I know you, and I know you like that people have figured that out. Well, it's more of that's how you play TDM. Yeah, so <laughs> that's you how you play COD like TDM. That that's how you play yeah. COD TDM. That's not you how you spawn play trap the enemy team. team that's what that's team the whole, That's the whole point of TDM. Fucking spawn trap them and kill them all as they try to run into you. I thought this was a warm up game mode. I still want to win. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting caught between okay between like, saying you like that it's, it's no longer a warm-up game mode they added too many ooh whoop de do mario party mechanics into it. maybe those ooh whoop de do mario party <laughs> mechanics help it not be cod tdm 
Yeah, I, I think that, Cass, as someone who didn't play COD TDM ever, mm. I I think the idea of, oh, the main objective is spawn trapping the enemies sounds fucking terrible. Like, I, I really want the, the, to be the level of, like, you know, chaos and, you know, aim being, well, not aim in this case, duels being the main thing as, like, you know, in replication, not replication, goddammit, escalation. The way in escalation, you know, you, it's all about just winning fights. Now, obviously, there's the whole gun switch thing, but, like, you know, you have a rough idea of where the enemies are because they're spawning together in a place that's not with you, and then you know where your teammates are. It's like you have a general, you have a pretty solid idea of where the enemy might be, and you're just going and seeking out fights. Like that's what I think a death match should be. Not let's kill them as they spawn. Like that, that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it would help <laughs> yeah. you in any which way. Right, it just doesn't sound fun. It's just like. Take out, take out the like the the, the like the gamey mechanics from it, right? And now we've got a proper warm up mode, and now I don't give a shit about being able to spawn trap people. <laughs> yeah, you just don't but like you don't... having ults, and you don't add like mechanics wars. in, and then immediately cast goes to must spawn trap, must <laughs> brim out their spawn. Why do you play Valorant over CS? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, why do you play Valorant over gamey CS? mechanics in like... Valorant over CS. Ooh, fancy colors. I like colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Have but you fuck utility. CS? CS is just fucking, like, it's drab. Actually, it's, no, it's no, I haven't fucking, tried playing CS. It's, it's I have, just yes. dark and dusty, and you can't see shit. One of these days, we gotta get Chase to try CS, uh, because it's gonna be very funny to see your reaction to this stuff, Chase. And I say this as someone who's played less than 10 hours total of CS. Isn't the movement kind of slippery? Yeah, the movement's very slippery. It's so weird. It is incredibly weird, Also, yes. holy fuck, the op is insane. The ops nice. <laughs> wow, where I've never have I heard, heard this that before. before. Yeah. What? No way. Is it better than the operator in Valorant? Dude, give me jet. Dude, just give me jet in CS. I think we should get progressive walking like in Tarkov. That's what I think that yeah. the Valorant should have. <laughs> scroll wheel walk scroll, speed. Scroll wheel walk speed. You, you want to add in the lean shooting as well? I'm actually kind of not joking. Both of those aspects added to Valorant would be way cooler. Because also, I think that I like those aspects of Tarkov, but I like Valorant as a game more. So if we just add those aspects to Valorant... Have you ever tried cool. playing Rainbow Six? No, I think you can do that kind of shit. You can. It's like fucking lean. awful. Well, God, I, mean, I hate that the, game. Chase, the, thing, what, the reason why I'm a little confused is that, like... Are you wanting to bring in the walk sound mechanics as well? Because like the whole point of adjusting your your walk speed. Yeah, no, I want I wanted to to bring in the walk sound mechanics. I think that that would add another whole level of uh, oh interest complexity okay. to Valorant. That would be really cool. Yeah, so walking uh, not, doesn't not necessarily people... to the main game mode, but like yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's maybe, an extraction walking, shooter game like, mode in Valorant. <laughs> maybe fully yeah yeah. It's just start it's Tarkov, but fucking in Valorant. I would That's I would absolutely love to try that. I don't That's know if it would what's be that any one good. game. What's that one game that you, uh... Cycle Frontier, you're thinking of? Yeah, Cy- yeah Cycle yeah. Frontier. Riot purchases Cycle Frontier and just makes it a game mode in <laughs> Valorant. <laughs> um, oh, man. Dude, no, Riot should just buy a team who's good at making, like, a campaign and just make a fucking Valorant campaign. That'd be dope, too. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to play a campaign. It'd be so... I'm like, it, And then so that good. can lead into the fucking TV show. Okay, but also, like, I mean, yeah, sure, that'd be cool and all. But, like... The campaign would be cool yeah. because, like, number one, I think that, like, I I find that, like, the campaigns are always, like, a good way to get people into the feeling of the game when you first start off, right? 
every time I'd get a new COD game, I would always finish the campaign before I even touched multiplayer. And I know that that's a fucking anomaly. 99% of the people well, don't do that. Even I own multiple COD games, and I've only ever played the campaigns on them. Yes, which is actually not... Like, okay, 50% of the copies of COD ever sold never touch multiplayer. Which is a stat that I couldn't fucking believe when I first, like, or, like heard about that. Wow. But, yeah, like, half of, the, half of the number of games sold do not end up touching multiplayer. But, like... The people that do play multiplayer typically buy the game, immediately jump into multiplayer, and then maybe touch the campaign at some point, maybe. But, like, I found that playing the campaign, before I went got into multiplayer, did a couple of things. Number one, it gives you a feel, because every COD feels different from every other COD, even though they're all the same fucking thing. Like, they all feel slightly different. Um, so it gives you a chance to feel out how the game behaves, and then you also get to, like, use all the guns, for the most part. Now, why I think this would be super fucking valuable for Valorant is whatever your campaign mission is, it could just stick you on a given agent. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, so, that could like, be super cool. So you get to try out a bunch of different agents. Yeah, you get to try right, out a Right bunch now, of like, you, you start the intro, and it puts you on Sova. Mm-hmm. Which and is you just, bizarre, you honestly. Yeah, kind of bizarre. But it immediately puts you on a Sova, and that's, like, the utility you try out. And so when I first started, like, that's why I started playing Sova immediately. I'm like, <laughs> this is the, literally funny. the only utility that I ever used because it forces me to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a campaign would be amazing for that because you could go through that as a new player and be like, oh, now I know, like, all of the agents and what they do. And as they release new agents, there are new levels to the campaign. Yeah. The other thing that I think would be super fucking cool is if the three of us could just go in and just be like, ah, we're going to tackle mission 50. There probably won't be that many missions. Mission 17, right? And depending on, like, you can, most campaign games have different difficulty levels that you can set. So you could be like, oh, like, we're trying to do this on the hardest difficulty and, like, you know. Yeah, there could be a score mechanic running as through, well, yeah, I, like, I imagine. Somebody somebody dies and it's like oh fuck well now we don't have the now we don't have the brim utility to cut off these angles like we're fucked. Some optional objectives um, for additional score and then of course you know not dying would give you a better score that kind of thing yeah yeah that's like, the I, one fucking game that you made us play. Destiny? Uh, no, um, yeah, was it Destiny? Yeah, yeah, Destiny yeah, 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 that that one. That's, was, that's yeah. that. It was so it was so wild how you got like seven or eight people to play. And then and we, we like ne- never and then we never six got, got six people at the yeah. same time. Although to be fair, you didn't really ask either all that much. It was like I, once like, or I, twice I, you were like, "Oh, I tried putting it out there and just like we could never really get six yeah. people." Um. Okay, well, uh, unless anybody's got anything to talk about, in, yeah, we've talked a lot about TPM. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just like yeah. I do we're like the variable walking it, idea, I mean, though. Come on. No, like... Hunter's really not into the variable walking. Well, okay. To be here's the thing. I I initially thought you were just being a silly goose because I thought you hadn't considered the sound effect, and I was going to be like, well, you know, it's pointless to change your walk speed in Valorant because you just want to walk as fast as possible since you don't make sound. But like, if you added the, you know, okay, now you might actually get heard while walking if you're not walking at minimum speed. So you know, you want to constantly calculate what's you know what speed it's safe to walk at. That might be overcomplicated, but I do like the idea of that, you know, being an additional thing to consider. Yeah, just be like at, at minimum speed, you're silent like you currently are. Um, and then like the little circle, like the radius of hearing 
increases as you increase your walking speed. Right. Like to a full run. I don't know. Could be could be cool just to be able to like creep around just a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people in in the same way that the running mechanic currently works, you would either use max speed or max speed without making noise. Not necessarily. I think there are you could get timings on people um in, in certain ways. If you're able to like sneakily use like a medium speed um you could be somewhere without them hearing but it's a risk right because you don't know exactly what angles they're playing so like maybe they'll hear you if they're playing a closer angle but if they're playing like a medium range angle they won't hear you but you'll get there slightly faster oh so you're yeah, saying like, there's like the radius changes right, yeah right. The, the radius uh, of, of i thought hearing. i thought volume of footsteps was going to change not radius was going to change <laughs> you yeah, know the, the radius would be what would change yeah because like we're watching fracture right now if you're an attacker and you're rotating through attacker spawn um you know you might be able to go fairly loud um because you know i don't know exactly how close you have to be to like the zip line for like defenders in their spawn to hear you but i'm imagining you could strike a happy medium where like someone would have to be pretty close on like either flank or in front of you to hear you but other people further away from that couldn't yeah could just be interesting mhm i'm not i'm not sold my biggest thing is I'm not sure if it adds enough value to be worth the, you know, it, it just being one more thing to manage during the game. But I, I think it could be very interesting. I can see it, yeah. But also, like, that was just one of the cooler parts that I found when we started playing Tarkov. Was yeah. I was like, oh, like, m the volume of my footsteps changes as uh, my speed changes. Like, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Should you be able to down an entire can of mayo while in a Valorant game? Yeah. <laughs> and then get extremely dehydrated. <laughs> should look at Tarkov or some other things as well, perhaps. Mm -hmm. I think I should be able to spawn into a um, in into a Valorant game as an NPC. <laughs> Wait, isn't that what you already do? What? Oh, oh, he, oh. He's, he's fucking yeah. me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got it now. Um, okay that but, would be interesting if there's a map that there were bots on like basically no, like be stupid. the range you just spawn <laughs> it as a range bot and shoot back <laughs> yeah i feel like there'd be a way to do it that would be pretty cool it's like a fucking obnoxious killjoy turret basically that i guess both teams get it's like a neutral killjoy turret but like fuck that'd just be annoying yeah, it'd be, like, a certain area that's, like, wow, this could be, like, a super, like, like fast way to cut through this place. It would have to be a large map well, where there's, mm -hmm. like, a shortcut through a bot-infested area. Yeah, I was imagining it could almost be, like, League or Dota in that, like, well, actually, maybe this is in one of those but not the others, and I'm going to sound dumb. But, like, you know, a big part of one of those games, at least, is... Fast I won't know. Yeah, yeah, is going to, like, <laughs> uh, farm, like... Uh, in, in like the jungle you can like farm these beasts and stuff and then there's of course like last hitting the minions essentially like you know charging yourself up by killing these insignificant creatures so that you're ready for the real fights so also you know maybe you don't get an alt orb for every bot kill but maybe you do for every two or something so like you know you're charging up your ult in exchange for you know revealing noise about where you are and putting yourself at some risk if you really whiff your shots 
I, I don't know if it's, I, I think I, I can see a ton of problems with this and I'm not sure if it's a good idea, but it would be interesting. I think, yeah, anyway, what, what, what'd you say? I could be an interesting yeah. like gimmick for, for a map if it was done like, you know, very quietly, not like, you know, you know, like very subtly. Yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. Cast I mean, like, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, if you use a, like, breakable door kind of thing, where it's like, ah, well, there's a bot here. If you don't shoot the bot fast enough, ah, like, he's going to shoot a couple shots at you. People are then going to know that, like, oh, you're in this area. Yeah, like that. And then, like, it's not going to be lethal, necessarily. At least it shouldn't be lethal. But it could be be if you're, like, low health or something like that. Yeah, 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 which, like, could be an interesting thing. And then, like... Same with the Killjoy turret. It's like, you could smoke it off. Could burn a smoke to get through there. Yeah, it's like probably a little mini to, like, turret that's in mid. Yeah, yeah, that like both teams get audio cues off of until it gets broken. Like, I, don't know, I could see something being done like that, but then I would also just assume that a bunch of teams just get like a lineup to just deal with the fucking bot. Whoever it's more advantageous. Yeah, but that, that's utility. You wasted. Yeah, I guess. So that's just a part of the map. Maybe, maybe like you waste that utility. Maybe you don't. Maybe you want to use that for a different type of exec. Oh, and you're not dude, going through that EDG's, way. EDG is too on lab. It's done. Crazy. Labs out. That is absolutely yeah. insane that that happened. Is the game over? Yeah, yes. the game's over. Oh, holy fuck! I like looked away for a bit, and then I saw EDG celebrating. I was like, "What?" Yeah, that's no, crazy. It's, it's over. Damn. Loud out in two is not something anyone had on their bingo cards. Um, Particularly no. against the two, you know, teams that looked great regionally, but everyone was wondering if they had the chops for the international stage being EDG. Well, one of those EDG. being great regionally, but lost to loud. Well, true, <laughs> like, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like one being the same region. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. What what a crazy That's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, moving on here. Someone on Reddit brought up an interesting question that I myself do not quite have an answer for yet. But I'm wondering if you guys have some ideas here. What is the most satisfying non-kill-related thing in Valorant? Ooh, non-kill-related thing. Now, for non-kill-related, we're going to take that loosely. Okay, because do assists count? I would stay a stiff yeah, yeah. Out. However, assists so, are like, not the most talking, satisfying we're, thing. We're in talking about most satisfying, not most frustrating. Okay, I feel like I there's what, there's a clear a answer. Shot a dude eight times in the toe. Okay, I feel like there's a very obvious answer that it's going to be hard to beat, and that's a last second defuse. I mean, you know, the bomb, you know, the little chunks of reality breaking apart before you, the beeping, and you wondering if you're going to get it or not. And then all of a sudden, all the noise, all the commotion quiets down. No, no, that's because I, you could argue that that's like potentially like cathartic in a way, but I wouldn't say it's satisfying. What? What are you talking about? How is that satisfying? I would, I would say it's cathartic. I kind of see what Cass is saying here, that, that it's not necessarily satisfying because you were in a situation that was very stressful. Yeah. And that, that's not satisfying. That's not satisfying. The satisfaction is the defuse. I feel incredibly satisfied when I'm done. Well, I guess I'm not saying guess, while I'm wondering if I get it or not, I'm satisfied. I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, but are you taking that as like you know the the actual like low to high is is much greater with that situation, right? Like 
the satisfaction that you get when you finally get the defuse. But the stress before that is significantly higher. And so as as a whole situation, is it therefore satisfying? Yeah, but I'm not talking about the whole situation. I'm talking about the moment the bomb is diffused. I I would say (laughs) the the lone aspect of that that would make your statement potentially true is when everybody else is doubting you, but you know you got it. Okay, like okay, okay, here's the thing. Like, I am oh, clearly like, thinking oh, about this so differently than you guys that I'm really curious to hear what your answers are. Because I am baffled that you guys don't consider that satisfying. Well, I think I think I I get it. Yeah. But also I do like what Cass was saying about when everybody else is doubting you. Now, a very satisfying thing is when somebody is calming something that you don't do. Um, and you get the kill. I guess that's not kill. Is is that kill I, I related? Said we ta- I said we're taking the kill related thing loosely here. Okay, because I was thinking like, you know, somebody says, "Oh, just save," and you don't, and it works. That that's pretty satisfying. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're if you're going against the the teammates' comms into like a more risky situation, but it works out for you. Yeah, I feel like that's only, for me, that's only really satisfying if, like, the teammate has a point, I guess. <laughs> like, if the teammate is just making some weird call in voice chat, and I, I'm like, oh, I got this. No, yeah, I'm talking about they have a point. Like, it's it's a 1v3, Yeah. like, you should probably save in this scenario, but you're like, nah. But I got this. <laughs> yeah, and you just fucking ego peek them and get get, like... You know, the three. That's extremely, uh, you know, you're really pushing the boundaries of not kill-related with that one. That, yeah. yeah, that seems very kill-related. Um, yeah. Could be not kill-related if it's like a, oh, just save, you know, they've, they have defuse. And you're or, like, I got this. Yeah. I, and then you push them off and they, they uh, have to, for, like, get off spike. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, as, as you were saying that, I was thinking of some other, a couple, two other things that I find satisfying that aren't kill-related. Uh, at least kills for myself. Um, one of them being, both of these are kills by my team, just not by me. One of them is as Gecko chomping a bunch of people, you know, with a shark, and then them getting wrecked either by, you know, some sort of AOE or by just someone else shooting them. Um, or as Yoru going into a Viper's pit in alt and just standing by the Viper and saying, shoot me. And my yeah, team getting the kill. That that, th- those are those are both very satisfying without me doing. I guess the, I, I'd call that non cure related yeah. loosely. No, no, but I, I'd say you're not the one getting the kill. Yeah. Yeah. Clutching yeah, yeah. a one v three. I would, I would <laughs> yeah. absolutely say that that's that that is not yeah. kill related. Specifically, I, yeah, that's cool. The, the Yoru alt standing on the viper and just being like, "Light me up, motherfuckers!" Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, so I had two ideas here. Number one. I love sticking. I I find it so satisfying when I stick a defuse, and just like, or like ninja. Well, not necessarily a ninja, but like, you're not checking. You think yeah. I'm off. Mm. I like, think a ninja might be more satisfying. Maybe I like never get ninjas though. Yeah, like ninjas, like true ninjas are hard. Like like a proper ninja is is very difficult to pull off. But like I'm saying the. Uh, like a 1v1 scenario and I stick it. Yeah, but isn't that also extremely stressful until it's done? Unless somehow you know the person for sure is like elsewhere and isn't going to be able to peek you? In no, which no, case no, it's no. not satisfying. The, the, the satisfying aspect of it is me 
is them trying to call my bluff and I'm not bluffing is the satisfying aspect of it. Right, right. Is them being like, he's not on. I'm not going to swing this. He's not sticking, but I am sticking. Mm-hmm. That's what I find super fucking satisfying. I can um, see that. I mean, I do want to like, you know, play devil's advocate because it is quite similar to the last second defuse in, in the same way where it is kind of stressful. <laughs> yeah. They're going to swing you the, the whole time. So I think it is less stressful because you can have the confidence, but also so is the last second defuse. You can okay, have the confidence. Okay, I got the, this the, shit. The difference that I think in, in those two scenarios is it's like, There's nothing like like okay. Let's say it's a scenario where it's like ah, I'm not getting this one v one if it comes down to gunfights, right? Whereas with the whole getting the spike before it blows up, presumably you could run away and save, right? And that's the stressful part is the 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 risk reward aspect is like well I can bring this gun into the next round. If I just run what? away and save, like, I don't know if I have this. The stressful like, part is a bomb is going to explode at your feet. <laughs> Not that I could have saved. No, but I'm saying that, like... It's the audio and the visual and <laughs> the fact of the matter that the round will either be won or lost by something outside of your control that you're just watching and waiting. You, yeah, you're like, you did, made your bed, get now you're going to kill in time. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so I, I guess, like, I see what you're saying about it being, like, kind of similar... But no, like, I, I feel like the fact that you, you're betting on yourself yeah, in terms of outplaying the other person. Yeah. That, like, it takes away a bunch of the stress. And it's just like, nah, they're not checking. They think I'm off. I mean, I, th- I, think, I think that's, I, I, just to be clear, I think that that is, in, by my way of looking at it, also very satisfying, the Ninja Diffuse. And possibly mm-hmm. more satisfying. I think that one thing that would beat both of ours in terms of satisfaction is something that I've seen lots of clips of on Reddit, but I have never done myself, nor have I seen either of you do, which is where you're on site as a defender. Um, someone runs to site with bomb. They somehow don't notice you and you immediately defuse as soon as they plant such that they don't really notice that the sound is different than a normal plant and you defuse, you know... <laughs> <laughs> just there while they've like walked away to go hold for someone pushing. That's got to be insane. Like I, it's, yeah. a, it's I've seen clips. how many I've clips seen I've clips, seen but... of that, but like I've never had that happen like in a game, even no, outside of you you're... guys. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get checked. Like, how does it not happen? Mm-hmm. What lobbies are well, these guys playing in? Well, it's it's both. The the interesting thing is like I would imagine I've probably been in some situations where I could have done that, but like. I would rather get the kill on the person who's not looking at me. Like, that's how my mind is wired. Like, maybe a little trigger discipline, but if someone starts planting, I'm going to kill them rather than assume they're going to let me defuse. So, yeah, I probably could have had those if I just, you know, had a different mentality, but... um, Yeah, because you're not going for the clip. Right, I'm not going for the clip, (laughs) yeah. I could say the one time where it might actually make sense is like... In a 1v5 or something. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, a 1v3, 1v4. The Omen alts to the other site to get plant because they think you're by the other site or for whatever reason, right? Like, they think you're by B. Omen alts to A to plant by himself. And you're just behind the Omen alt. He doesn't clear you. And then he runs off to go hold CT or something for the rotate while the rest of his team's coming over. 
Yeah. And, like, it actually might make sense in that scenario to try that play out. But also, like, kill the omen, take his gun, and then they don't have spike down. So, like, eh. Or kill the omen and immediately defuse, and his team is under a ton of pressure to, you know, get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way. You want him to get the defuse, yeah. Or if you want him to get the plant down. Um, Yeah, in that scenario, I think it's way better to just kill the omen. Because then the, the people rotating over is the same time. You just also don't have an omen there that could turn around and shoot you. No, but I, th- I think the big difference is, like, when you kill the omen, they know. And they can, potentially they can make it there in time, right? Yeah. Whereas if you don't kill the omen, they're assuming they can rotate slower, maybe looking for where you are hiding around the map, assuming they don't hear the defuse sound, because, like, the whole thing is it's obviously yeah, well, the I'm... plant sound, but... You literally have to be on Spike. Like, how does this work that, like, they are planting? You immediately hit the defuse button as they finish planting. So you are on top of them. And they run away, look like, not looking behind them at all. Like, they, they just, they're planting facing forward, and then they run away facing forward. You really were the behind fu- them the whole time. But, but, but why the fuck would you be there? You would have shot them while they were planting if you were. Right. Well, it just is so dependent, <laughs> right? Like, on what angles everything yeah. is at. Like, it just seems insane. I don't understand how people get these clips. Yeah, um, I think it really is the mentality thing. Because like, like, like I was saying, like, it certainly isn't the majority of cases. But there are definitely times when I'm in a position that doesn't get cleared. And, like, I just don't think, oh, I should attempt this. Because in most cases, it's not the best play. Because, like, you know, if you're going in for it and the person, you know flips on you and kills you uh now all of a sudden you know you probably were better off getting spiked down um or even if you get the i don't know yeah it's not it's not a high percentage play obviously (laughs) yeah the um okay the the other thing that i found that i thought is very satisfying and i'm taking the non-kill related thing here a little loosely is uh jet's voice line there you are you little shit because it does require you to get the last kill in a round for that voice line to play. Mm. But it's not specifically kill-related. It's the voice line that I find very satisfying. Ooh, voice lines are a good good one. That is, like, yeah, yeah they are typically kill-related. Um, but, like, especially when, like, another... You trigger another agent's voice line about you. Yeah. Right? Um, like, wait, when you clutch up a round... And then, like, another agent's voice line at the start of the next round is, like, wow, good job, or, you know, so- something like that. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know you had it in you. There's some, like, Killjoy voice line like that. Um, that I mean, that could be pretty satisfying, but it is kind of kill-related. Um, I guess clutches don't have to be kill-related. So, maybe, may, I, I think that counts. I think it counts significantly more than some of the other examples we brought up. Yeah, especially because a lot of the voice lines as well are like, you know, pre-round after the round where the thing happened as well. Or or yeah. in the same round, like after everyone is dead and you're celebrating that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was talking specifically about like pre-round after the round that you just clutched. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like right. another yeah. agent's voice line saying something to you. Yeah. The, the reason why mine was so loosely like, eh, probably doesn't count is because like you literally need to get that killer's jet for that voice line to play. Right, right. Right. Um, but it's the voice line that's not the kill. Uh, you just love that voice line. 
Oh, it's such a good voice line. Yeah. It's my favorite voice line of the game by far. It's so also, satisfying to hear it play. At the intro of this topic, um, Cass said the most dualisty thing I think I've ever heard him say. Um, which I was saying, oh yeah, assists. Do assists count? And um, you then said, I don't know, like shooting toes, that's not very satisfying. <laughs> As if that is the only way to get a fucking assist. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. I didn't even I think about assist. that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is not the only way. And, like, there are very satisfying ways where you're like, okay, I fucking died, but I got four assists that round. That's pretty satisfying. Right? Yeah, like, it's just like, yeah. When, sure. when I'm, when I'm uh, like, playing Brim and I'm, like, holding a close angle or something and I shoot a molly off and then immediately get swung and die. But that molly does, like, 400 damage to all, like, their team. I'm like, fuck yeah, that was dope. Right? Like, I just made them all, like, half health. Probably boost your combat score quite a bit, too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was looking at that, I'm like, oh, there's that uh, delta damage per round. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate yeah. when I, when, uh... That happens, I get, like, three kills, but they were all, like, the last shot on someone, and then I die. Mm. And I'm like, what, my DDR was still negative for that round? Go fuck, go fuck yourself, tracker. Like, Wait, if it's per round seems like a very stupid statistic. If someone's not looking at me, or, like, let's say they're AFK, right? Is it in my advantage to shoot them in the toes, like, a number of times before getting the headshot? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. So, so what you're saying is I should be doing that. Well, for it, you should be doing that in what do you like care that much about what Tracker says about you? That's well, the <laughs> or well, do you care about your rank in game because your rank in game states that you shouldn't do that. Yeah, unless well, you're holding like, an op, like... so it matters because you get the two fifty five headshot damage. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, you, what you should do, you know, just to humiliate the person as well as increase your score is shoot them in the toes a bunch and then knife them in the back. Like if, if you if you oh, don't knife yeah. the AFK player in the back, you know. I, you're missing out, and I do that sometimes. But uh, you know, just taking the shot. But you got to just to increase your damage, or what? Like, well, j so just to be clear, you know, technically you get slightly more damage if, for example, you shoot them in the toes a bunch with a classic, and then shoot them in the head with the vandal because the vandal headshot is 160 versus yeah. the knife in the back is 150. But that's only mm -hmm. 10 damage, and it, it, <laughs> you trade the 10 damage for infinite humiliation. And rage from the rest of the team, just watching their AFK player get knifed. So I think that's well worth it to no, shatter the mental. Like, no, like that that doesn't shatter the mental. It shatters the mental of the team, perhaps. Uh, it doesn't shatter the person's mental clearly because they're not there. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying that doesn't shatter the team's mental. No, because their mental's AFK. already gone. They're like they're <laughs> fucking AFK. I don't give a fuck what happens. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it's a little oh, sad no. when you see your AFK player get knifed. Okay. Um. Now, a couple of honorary comments that I'd like to I'd like to bring up here because well this one in particular I also find very satisfying. Uh knifing the wall a little higher than last time. <laughs> Fucking great. Okay, Love these it. are these are very different, but I like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this oh, yeah. is like, like the Reddit fuck, comment that's... version of, yeah, of yeah, what yeah. we were just talking about. Yeah. Like boy, it is literally a Reddit comment, but like Well, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's very Reddit like, commenty. Yeah, like, oh fuck it. No, dude, that that's an incredible feeling. And I get to cheat a little bit because, you know jet but like but it's satisfying <laughs> just trying to knife as high as you possibly can on the wall and get it a teeny bit higher yeah um what's another good one that i really liked um do to do or is it this one is somewhat kill related but it's just talking about like cypher trips and just like 
not necessarily you doing anything about them to get the kill, but like, ah, but they're there, they got caught in my trip, none of my teammates got the kill. Like, oh, uh, an assist, you might say. Uh, one of those. <laughs> With yeah. utility. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody brought up, which, like, I've never played either of these agents, so I don't really know, but, like, getting all five with a Fade Eye or a Sova dart, presumably, yeah. rather satisfying. Kind of satisfying, but doesn't compare to these other things, I think. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if there are five there, you're gonna, and you get the ping off, you're gonna get five, but, like, why are there five of them there? Right, like, it, it, it doesn't change much for me. Like, if they were gonna be bum-rushing five mana site, like, whether I get three or five doesn't really matter that much mm-hmm. yeah i now going into, once again in a bit of a different direction with it one thing that i just thought of now is you know when you have a good uh when you have a really good rando ranked teammate who's you know willing to talk strategy and accept uh you know responsibility rather than blaming the team like there was a very wholesome moment from the game that me and chase played earlier uh today where it was me and our rando phoenix in a 2v3 and we planted on Seaside Haven, and I went long to play the post plane from there, and he stayed on site, and he died first, and then uh, I couldn't clutch the 1v3 at that point. And after the round, I was like, oh, sorry, Phoenix, I should have just played on site with you. And he's like, oh, no, I, I should have played long with you. And I'm just like, oh, that's just a really good feeling. Like, that was very, that was very satisfying in a different way to the mm-hmm. other stuff. I'm like, oh, that's really nice that, you know, he's willing to admit he could have done something wrong, and we're willing to discuss what we want to do differently going forward. Which, as basic as that sounds, that is very rare for randos and ranked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Honestly, we have randos that are talking. From, from, yeah. your, from your perspective, <laughs> yeah. Hunter, that just sounds like a skill issue. <laughs> yes, yes, sure. <laughs> right, like, not Phoenix bought you, Yeah, Phoenix bought you enough time by him playing on site. I mean, you should have had that one. Enough time yeah, being like uh, none. Yeah, no <laughs> time. Right. Um, yes. This one is also very satisfying. There's literally nothing to do with getting kills. But buying Vandal full shields and all your util, and having exactly zero credits left in the last round of the half. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever checked for that, but like that's got to feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. It feels pretty good when I have just enough money to buy in the next round. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that might be more satisfying and more common is when you buy your full loadout and you have exactly like 4,000 left. Mm-hmm. No, no, see, I was saying, I like it more when... I, I mean, like, 4,000, like, next round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, I shouldn't have done this, but I bought a Vandal or a Marshall. I wasn't going to have enough to pull by based on this buy. But then I get enough kills in the previous round to be able to exactly full buy. Kill base disqualified. Yeah, but it feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so. pretty satisfying things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that I don't yeah. do all that often, Yoru fake cloning, because it is satisfying before I actually get any kills with it to see people not shooting me. Um, however, I just don't do it very much. So I mean, are you... Like, yeah, seeing people shoot the clone? No, no, fake no, no, cloning, saying, where you walk pretending to be the clone, clone yeah. and people don't shoot you. Like, it's satisfying. It's obviously super satisfying to get a bunch of kills off of that, but even just walking past and being like, hee hee, they're not shooting me. Like, that, that is pretty satisfying itself. What about landing a jump that you're, like, not confident at, like, first try? Yeah, yeah. 
right? If you, if there's like, if you're making a jump and like, especially if teammates are around and you're like, yeah, I fucking do this all the time. You're like, yeah, this is like a one out of 10 attempts for me. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel that. The issue is I just have zero out of 10 on the jumps that I'm not good at. So <laughs> I never get that satisfaction. I know. It was very satisfying when I was like, Tony was complaining about uh, trying to jump onto screens on Icebox. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he could do it. I'm like, Tony, hop up for a sec. Let me show you. And you then he stuck it. Oh. No, I wasn't playing chat. Oh, like, it was okay. on Tony. It was on Tony's setup too. Yeah, and you stuck. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. You're no, like, oh, I don't like, make this at all, like ever. I did. Tony, <laughs> fun. It's easy. Get it. Hop up. Let me get this. Duck it. I'd say like on my setup, I'm probably a fifty-fifty playing not chat. Cass and I hopped into a custom one day because Cass was like, oh, you should know how to do this jump. I probably tried it thirty times and got it zero times. Like I literally never got it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was me getting onto Gen on like yeah. ascent a site i can actually oh, do heaven? that one occasionally i can't i can't do that yeah <laughs> from heaven like i tried it so many times yeah. i cannot get onto that fucking box mm-hmm. i like i can't do the easy jumps and then like the hard jumps like i'm more like i'm equally as consistent with the hard jumps as i am with the easy jumps like Dude, i like i'll i'll fuck up like a jump into hookah from from b site <laughs> on vine like or like uh, up to drop i fucked that up like probably 30% of the time on fracture. Mm. Like just yeah. jumping up to drop. I'll just fucking whiff. The one that's the most embarrassing for me, particularly since it can have an impact in rounds is missing the drop up onto, um, why am I forgetting the name of this highway? I guess on ascent B site, like from site. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. That one's, that one's tough. I, I've done that. I've missed out on an op because I fucked up that jump. Oh, before. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're all very similar jumps with yeah. like a bit of a strafe in there. Well, Chase, uh, you mentioning movement reminded me that one also very satisfying thing is that most agents who have movement abilities can't use them pre-round uh, or, you know, would expend something like jet updraft or raise satchels. Um, however, just being able to go, 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 <laughs> neon zoom and slide infinitely in the pre-round is, is That satisfying. is kind of satisfying, yeah. Yeah, yeah I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just fucking running around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to bring up a, a quick, like the lead, one of the least satisfying things, um, 140s. um, no, just w- when you're playing jet and you jump out of, uh, like split a heaven or B B heaven. B heaven. Yeah. B yeah. heaven. And, and you take damage. Yeah. I've done that before. I did that in the last I've game. I've done that played. before as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was specifically trying to talk shit yeah, on cast because, me. I did that. because he fucking took damage as jet jumping out of he- heaven, like fucking dumbass. Oh like, no. <laughs> Yes, do we want to briefly talk about least satisfying things? Yeah, I also, Cass was Cass was glass cannoning in overtime when this happened. Yeah. It was. Oh no, was so that's bad. like significant yeah. that damage. It was a significant oh. damage. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, it was so dumb too. Like as soon as I did it too, I was just like, oh jeez, took fall damage is bad. <laughs> oh no. <sighs> Something that should be basically impossible, I managed to do. Yeah, I mean, you brought up 140s. What are those? Um, Yeah, okay, so it's when you play with any gun that isn't the Vandal. I don't do that. Um, (laughs) Chase cannot relate. You you play with guns that aren't Vandal. No, I I would say that a 148 is probably worse. Which is the stinger. Or the 149. The, one, the yeah. stinger 148 is definitely a thing that happens, and it's a rough Yeah, I get time. that quite a bit with the stinger, uh, with a bulldog sometimes. 
Because yeah. the Slinger 148, I believe, does involve a headshot, typically. So, you know, you see the headshot, you get a couple more shots, and then you still don't get the kill, and it's like, ah. Dang. Or the Vandal wallbang headshot, like, through oh, a corner. Those... That happened, I lost a 1v1 uh, earlier today. Because yeah, that, that happened. Thing. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's a fucking Vandal. How did he not, like, right. from my perspective, it didn't yeah. look like it was a wallbang at all. Mm. Yeah, I, speaking, I... yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I, I've had a few with, um, like, the op collateral, where for some reason it does 148 or 149 to the person standing behind. And it's just yeah. like, that's that, that shouldn't work like that. <laughs> like, I understand in real life, yeah, sure, there's a little bit of stopping power by having a little literally bit. A, a person standing <laughs> in front of my bullet. But, like, I'm firing what should be the equivalent of a 50 cal here. These things penetrate tanks. Fuck your body. Your body ain't doing shit. It's got deflected. <laughs> you're, you're both fucking dead. <laughs> um. Yeah, wall, wall bang dinks are are rough. Yeah. I, I was going to say as well, um, one of the things that everyone can relate to for sure, regardless of what gun you use, I guess unless you only op. <laughs> so maybe cast can relate. Uh, it's when you're you're in a gunfight and you're about to kill the person. Like you know, you're neither of you headshot. You're, there's both some amount of spray involved. Neither of you one tapped, and you run out of bullets just before you would have got the kill, and the other person kills you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a brutal one. That's some negative. Yeah, you start your reload an- animation. You're like, fuck, mm. that next bullet would have killed them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I. I don't, the thing for me, like, in the other vein, with the op, is just getting timing. Like, as soon as you unscope, someone swings that angle. And I've had, like, I've had, like, a rain on the other team, like, mention it in chat before. Just like, oh, Jet, that's tough timing on the unscope there. (laughs) She literally saw my character model putting the gun down (laughs) as she swings the angle, and it's just like, I'm so, like, fucking Christ, dude. (laughs) Unsatisfying as hell. Similarly, uh, minimap peeking. Oh yeah, yeah. Cass calls it out in game a lot. So I got but it. Like it, ha- it happens to me quite a bit too. Uh, is, yeah, you're you're looking for info. Like you're holding an angle. Nothing's happened for like thirty seconds, and mm-hmm. then the moment you like look at your minimap to see what the fuck else is going on on the map, like you, you get swung and die. Yeah, this, this this happened a long time ago to me. I just watched this clip recently. But the funniest minimap peek moment I ever had is I was, it was split. I was like holding garage. Um, and I was looking at my mini map and as I'm looking at my mini map, I'm like, Oh, Hmm, there's a red person right in front of me. (laughs) And I was able to like start shooting because I saw the person on the mini map who was right in front of me. You didn't see them on your screen. Exactly. And then I guess they were just unaware enough to not shoot me immediately. And I won Mm. the fight. I was playing for a lineup earlier today. Um, like in, spawn on attack haven and i was looking at the at the mini map like waiting for my timing on the lineup and i see two people walk past my fucking like like through my vision mm-hmm. on, on the mini map and i was like what the fuck they just didn't clear me so i was all the That's way in spawn, but i was like oh god okay <laughs> i fired the, the lineup immediately <laughs> the um I know, just speaking of the minimap, one of the things that I'm trying to get better at is uh, just looking at my minimap while I'm reloading. And then also, I have a really bad habit of, like, jiggling slash, like, 
jump spotting angles mid reload. And the jump spotting isn't awful. Because he couldn't like have shot anyway? Because I couldn't have shot anyway. But the like, jiggle's bad. The jiggle is bad. And I like, feel like situationally worse, it can be okay. Even worse is when I fucking wide swing it. Well, yeah. Which I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Um, but I'm like, like oh, obviously, the, like, I can't oh, remember seeing you wide swing while reloading. I would definitely. Oh, no, okay. I haven't done no, a no, reloading. It like, yeah, yeah, it like, happens at the end where you think that by the time that you finish the wide swing, that your reload will ha- like be done and you can shoot. I'm specifically referring to Cass here um, because I've seen it. But then you get shot before you you get your gun back up. Because mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I feel like I've seen, I've definitely seen pros uh, jiggle while reloading in situations where. Um, you know, you know where the person will be peeking from, and you're just wondering if they've peeked yet. Like it's it's obviously a much bigger problem if like they could be in a variety of places, and as such, you might need to take the fight immediately, um, because your jiggle is far too far for you to necessarily get back. So I feel like that's not always the worst idea. Yeah, but like, I I just like no, they definitely tempted to just wide swing an angle like mid reload. Or, like, yeah. I've unscoped with the op, and I'm curious as to whether they're still there or not. And I'll swing the angle, and it's like, you stupid fuck. Just, like, wait for your wait for your gun to, like, re-equip. Yeah, it'll be, like, yeah. the bolt cycle on an op, usually, where, it, like, mm. you'll jiggle, miss a shot, like, swing back to cover, and then you, you like, peek out again before the bolt has cycled. Mm-hmm. I do that's that a, that's a really bad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that way too often. movement speed like, is so slowed with the op. Yeah. And, like, I've been trying to get into the habit of just, like, just look at your fucking minimap while, uh, like, especially, like, when you're in a stressful situation and it's like, oh, fuck, but, like, I'm on site, there's utility flying everywhere, guns are getting blasted, like, there's a thousand bullets in the air right now, but, like, I gotta fucking reload. You so, like, shot off five on bullets. I'm not really talking about the opera. Yeah, I, I like, know, I'm more, I know. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about, like, Phantom Vandal, or literally, like, Frenzy. And pistol round, like all the yeah. time, I gotta reload my fucking frenzy or my stinger. Um, and I- I'm just trying to get into the habit of just like looking at the mini map and just trying to like take in information on what's going on. Whereas, alternatively, I'm literally just like behind cover, probably staring at a wall, just being like, "Okay, gun counter, go back up, go to twenty, go to twenty, go to twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cass, are you trying to tell me you don't one clip ace with a stinger every time you buy it? I don't know about that one. I don't know if a Stinger one-clip ace has ever been had before, but if you can show me it, I'd be very impressed. Yeah, You know what? I, I feel like it. someone it might, might have exist. Smurfing. If someone in our Discord <laughs> links me uh, a one-clip Stinger ace that you yourself got, $10 bounty on that. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I want to I see that. Put Put hey. that shit up. I'll I'll do twenty. I'll go to twenty on that one. I don't think it's gonna like there, there's just like the the yeah. like one clip stinger ace. Yeah, it's it insane. has to all line up. Well, it no, gotta no, be you, you, honestly, in a location. You and would you really spray just them have down. to. You'd really just have to treat the stinger like a sheriff because, like, if you're at close range, similar to a sheriff, you know, it's two bullets to the head to kill. Assuming they don't, they have like light or no armor, or maybe no, three. no. You gotta be okay. You, you gotta have to tap viper. fire the stinger at close range. Would be how you'd have to. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, no, no, you, yeah. you like, you'd have you to get be a viper, bursts. and there'd have to be a molly. In a stinger clip? Yeah, that's... Technically, that's, you yeah. get five bursts. Or do you get four bursts? Is it six... How many it's bullets 20, are in a stinger? It's 20, it's 20 bullets, bullets in a stinger, stinger four round burst. 
So you could burst one fire. Burst, you could one burst everyone, but like... That's crazy. Yeah, come on, yeah. you're not him. Certainly not the person who's named him in our lobby yeah. earlier, Chase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. You know, um, they are not them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's it, it's not happening. Um, good luck. If anybody's trying to get those twenty dollars from Hunter, be my guest. You're not yes. gonna have a fun time. No, you won't. I, I say this as someone who loves the stinger. That's going mm-hmm. to be a. If you try to farm that clip for that for the twenty bucks, man, you're gonna spend <laughs> your hourly rate trying to accomplish that is going to be abysmal. <laughs> you gotta happen into it. It's gotta yeah. be natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't care if, if you if you try to farm the clip. That's fine, but you, <laughs> there's no way you spend less than five hours trying to get that to happen. Yeah. All right, I I gotta get going. I don't know about you guys. Um, if you had had something else to talk about here, but uh, well, there's one miniature thing that I wanted to do. Let's get it. Because I was not on the podcast the week you guys did pickums. Okay. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. There's a current bracket going on right now. Now, we know the results of one of the games, because uh, Edward Gaming fucking 2-0'd loud. But outside of that, there are three games in the current round. Yeah. So there are. Pick them. I have... Pick pick them and stick them? Yeah, let's get some bets going here. I have uh, Fnatic, EG, and DRX. Oh, that's close to what I got. Um, I have, mm, I just love Paper X so much, but Fnatic probably has them, right? I'm hoping um, that Paper X gets something back in lowers and makes a run to grand final. Yeah, I could, I could hope, hope for that, but also like, there's just too many good teams that I'm rooting for. Like what, a, yeah. like how am I supposed to root for Paper X, Fnatic and EG all at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> like, the it doesn't work. Old. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when all three of them are in uppers right now. Um, so yeah, I I would go Fnatic, EG, Energy. Ah, uh, so I got the same bet that Chase does because uh, NA supremacy, baby. Yeah, got it. Got um, it. Yeah. Other regions suck. Yeah, you know, my my China. combo my combo was Fnatic, EG, Loud. So that one's out the window. Um, yeah, but that, I didn't want. I didn't. S- yeah, I didn't include DRX uh, NRG in my combo because I just thought that that one's the most toss-up was my way. That one is it. kind of the most toss-up. Yeah. Um, I think Liquid EG will be a banger game, but I'm, I'm hoping EG takes that. Yeah. EG has just looked so fucking incredible. Like, man. EG has looked really good. But also, yeah. keep in mind that, like, Loud has not looked good, which was one of EG's, like, quote-unquote, nice wins. Um... I guess they took down foot. What, what they haven't and, looked and good DRX in the two games two. Oh, they that they down both foot lost. And DRX, but DRX has not been looking good. And loud did not look particularly like, good. Like it has not been looking good in what aspect? Because all of these teams have looked incredible throughout the season. Yeah, like I honestly don't. Think, yeah, looking at watching loud's games, I don't think they have. Like, well, actually, I don't know how much I watch their games. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is, I, I can't remember how much I watched them versus Evil Geniuses. I haven't seen Loud just looking like they're choking as much as them just, you know, suddenly meeting their match all of a sudden. Well, um, I, I feel like yeah, having seen quite a few of Loud's games, I feel like one of the main differences is Aspis just was not the final boss. Mm. 
He like yeah. Aspis had final boss vibes the entirety of the split. Yeah. It just looked like he, you run into the wall that is Aspis, and he is single-handedly going to win multiple rounds throughout this game. And now that might just that, that might be him getting a 4K, but that might also just him getting one very crucial pick with an off, and just getting the fuck out of there, and you can't trade him. Yeah. And then the rest of the team just collapsing on top of I mean, you. Yeah, like, Aspis is nuts. Yeah, and he just, I feel like he just, from what I saw from the games that Loud has played, which admittedly there are only two of them, um, he had moments of brilliance, but did not exude final boss vibes. I mean, yeah, I think think that's probably fair. Uh, I believe I watched the Loud EG game, um, but I didn't watch any of EDG Loud, so... Yeah, like, loud was a good series. Yeah, I mean, this really goes down to what I told you guys multiple times before the podcast, which is that I feel like this is the coolest um, international tournament yet in that, like, before any games were played in the playoffs, I said that I, I feel like legitimately any of these teams could take the whole thing, even though some are more likely than others. And you know, I was loud thinking the same thing except for Liquid and EDG. Well, I was thinking that... Mm. Now... This might be hindsight bias here, but like from the Chinese team's perspective, I had definitely written off attacking solo esports. I think everyone yeah. had, yeah. Like I, I think they were they were fully written off, not a chance. I kinda had foot written off as well. Despite them looking good and Kiwi looking very nice. I definitely had them written off. Uh I probably, realistically speaking, I had EDG written off as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had T1 written off. Yeah, just to be clear, Cass, I was talking about playoffs specifically. You're broadening it oh, out to group oh, stages. Oh, 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 I see. You know, I'm it. saying I Paper X, DRX, static Energy, uh, Liquid, EDG, Loud, EG. Yeah. The teams that I think all... Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think that of the... Uh, yeah. What, eight of them? I think six had a chance. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that's pretty insane. Yeah, I would so, say yeah. I would say if you include something playing on Paper X, which obviously you didn't, um, I would say eight had a chance in my way of looking at it. They they also still they fucking wall up DRX. DRX. Yeah, yeah, and, and one of the... without something, and because they played fucking Gecko Unbind as a yeah, as let's go a, a proponent for it. yeah. Now, admittedly, I, I didn't catch that game because yeah. I had to go to bed to get up for work, but like. From what I read on Reddit, apparently this content creator from Thailand that they have as their sub yeah. has shown some of the best Gecko utility out of literally anybody yeah, in a professional He played match. Sky in the first map, and then he yeah. played Gecko in the second. And it uh, like the commentators and shit were talking about, like, oh, like you can tell he's a fucking Gecko one-trick. Like, when you bring a one-trick into your team and you, like, make yeah. him play different roles, like, you don't know how that's going to go. Oh, but you're going to put him on Gecko now? Okay. That's fun. And he just fucking popped off. He had lineups for, like, all of his, like, for fucking everything. He had lineups, like, Mosh lineups. Um, mm-hmm. It was insane. Every time they'd pan over to him, he was looking at the sky and then getting three kills. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I did not watch that game. However, um, 
uh, well, I, yeah, I watched the split. I didn't watch the bind from Paper X DRX. Um, I at this point am you know op- I'm actively considering playing someone different on bind. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch that game to see if my eyes are opened and I see a bunch of stuff that I can bring in. I did try. Neither of you guys were in it. Uh, it was a uh, five stack, and it was a uh, Kate's, Tony, Alex, and Boof besides me. Uh, I did try playing Sky on bind um, in a comp game. Second time I'd ever played Sky in comp. And while Sky is very good, I don't think I want to switch to Sky on Bind simply because it, it, there's just too much, too much of a learning curve to pilot the bird effectively. Uh, I just, I just didn't feel. I felt like I would have to put in way too much time to feel comfortable with that to get enough value out of Wait. it to make it worth it. Jet smokes. What? Jet smokes have way. like the same mechanic that the Skybird does. Yes, but I use my jet smokes in way more basic ways than you need to use mm. the Skybird. Like I, I definitely don't use ed- super advanced jet smokes. Okay. And and also to be fair, you're often not like steering your jet smoke like around a bunch of different angles to its final resting place, like you would a Skybird. Yeah, you're, you steer it around like one. Yeah. Right. Most. I, yeah. I often need S's. Like I often need an S curve to yeah. get it where I want to go. And I'm not saying I hit it every time. Mm-hmm. No, you often just one way yourself a lot. <laughs> yeah, but, but but other times, but other times it's very nice. <laughs> no, yeah, true. I, I'm just just giving you yeah, shit. No, I don't no, think I don't. you often do that, but like I, yeah. you do see it too. I, you I, you I just miss the you yeah. miss the second part of the S, and it hits yeah. right above a doorway. Yeah. Then, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's assuming everyone else keeps the same role on bind, and I'm not switching roles to like a Yoru as we briefly discussed in the past. Um, if I'm going to play initiator, I'm between Gecko and Ko at this point on Bind. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see. I'm I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, I will say that yeah. he used his Gecko a lot, like how I enjoy seeing a Gecko used. Um, which is like specifically with the Wingman. Um, when you're going to plant, it was like they already had the space where he could have planted himself. Yeah, but he just dropped the the Wingman immediately and then held Nangle as like another person to hold. Yeah. Um. To, to stop like any, yeah. any pushes to, to deny a spike plant, uh, which which I like a lot. I think that's a very like sensible way to use it. Um, and like I also think in that context, with specifically bind in question, um, a bunch of teams on a site have a bunch of like counter plant lineups and mollies and nades, right? Because right, yeah. raise is very common, right? Yeah. And so it's like, hey, like, well, I'm gonna get this plant. Use your nade to stop it if you want, but like, if you if like if you don't use the nade, I get the plant. If you do use the nade, I didn't take any damage. I'll just go pick the spike up and just plant it again. Right. Yeah, we still have a little space like, out of it. Yeah, and yeah, honestly, yeah. if a raise nade is burned but... for just a slight amount of delay, that's yeah. a win because the raise nade is so good. Right. Um, but no, one of the yeah, I, I had a really interesting situation with a gecko and, or with a gecko in one of the games that I played earlier today. Um, which unfortunately, I'm just gonna preface this by saying I whiffed every fucking shot. But Gecko was like, "Hey, I've got an idea. There's a fifty-fifty shot. This is gonna work. Just fucking wide swing. Just, just go for it." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, sure." Um, and he like jumped on top of like the box on the middle of sight of B fracture. And hucked the gecko 
whatever you might call it, like over the wall towards like right when barrier drops, like as you push yeah. up to tree. Um, and he wasn't sure if it was going to work or not. And I wide swung into four blind people. Oh man, that's satisfying Ooh. right there. Proceeded to whiff every fucking shot. <laughs> oh no. no! And then oh. bungled my dash and dashed into these four people. <laughs> oh no! To which I then dropped a smoke at my feet to try to cover myself up. But there are four of them. I just got sprayed down through this. Oh, that's so unfortunate. It was very unfortunate, but the flash worked exactly as intended. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, I had a very cool solo queue gecko moment uh, a couple days ago uh, where <laughs> basically there was a raise who alted um, and I'm in tree and I'm, I'm like behind the tree, you know, in that little corner. And I, I've been waiting to use my gecko ult. And so I hear the raise alt and then I hear the door open, the door start opening and I have my shark in my hand already. I'm ready to pop it at a moment's notice. And I was like, I wonder if this is the rays coming through. So I pop shark before the, the rays has a chance to, you know, see anything through the door. And sure enough, the rays is coming through the, the rotating door, a rocket in hand, chomp with the shark. Oh. <laughs> Just completely shut down the alted rays and kill her. It was incredibly satisfying. Oh, that is satisfying. That is fuck, kill related, yeah. but it was mm, chef's oh, kiss. Speaking, speaking of satisfying, yeah. I have, uh, I've seen a raise. Alt and immediately stick spike. Oh, and it does two things. Number one, yeah. the alt voice line covers up you tapping spike. Second, well, you just popped your alt. Why the yeah, fuck? Yeah, like would no you one's gonna peek that. Yeah, no one surely it's a bait. Yeah, they're right. waiting for your fucking like. Even if they do hear it, which the whole point is, the alt voice line is supposed to cover it up. They're like, oh, you just popped alt. Like, we're going to wait this out. Yeah, yeah, that's smart as hell. And then, yeah, like, I, I've seen a raise do that before, and I was just like, wow, there is a 0% chance I would have ever done that. Mm -hmm. But fuck, it was cool. Oh, you, you know what would be an additional layer on top of that? If, so, right before you alt, you throw a blast pack, and then you alt and stick. So that, you know, at a certain point, it'd probably be around halfway, I would imagine, of the defuse. Your blast pack goes off. And now it seems like, you know, you're blast packing around with your ult. But it's just going because Ooh. of time. Mm. That, that's not bad either. That's an additional layer on top. Not, yeah. not, not needed, but... Uh... Well, I know if, if it's like a 1VX, you know? Exactly, mm. yeah. I, I know there's a situation in which you can... You can jump and then tap spike mid-air. And so the spike sound plays and then you land. And then that, like, audio plays. And so if, like, in a 1v1, if someone's really paying attention to audio, it's very subtle, but, like, they can hear that, like, step after you've hit spike and think, like, oh, they're not on it. I've heard I about this before, but yeah, I, I, like, I, I, I haven't like gone in to test out the timing or anything. Yeah. Nor do I know how well you could like realistically expect the other person to hear that, to, to recognize that, oh, this is what's going on. Like, oh, yeah, I heard a noise yeah. after, after the spike. They must have just accidentally made a step. 
Yeah, situational. Yeah. Yeah. Also, y'all youngins, you know, didn't get to experience the glory days of Rays where you could, in Rays as post-plant, just be jiggling the spike, throw two blast packs on the spike, uh, detonate them immediately as they land on the spike with the defuser, and just kill them. Because blast packs <laughs> did 75 damage immediately. You could even get kills from the grave. You know, you could if you threw the if it's a one v one, you could throw the second blast pack. You know, as you're dying, <laughs> and if it sticks to the spike or the person, you still win the round. That's crazy. Yeah. There's also the glory days of raising which she had two fucking nades. That was prior to launch, though. So that was before even yeah. my time. Yes, I don't so know. Give, why, give, yeah. Give Phoenix two fucking mollies. I mean, honestly, I feel like if you just, you know, don't change anything about the Molly besides you give Phoenix two, and I guess you could buy the second one for a hundred bucks, and I believe yeah. his kit is still under eight hundred with that, or eight hundred or below. I I don't think that's an issue in the slightest. Like, I, I don't think that yeah, would make Phoenix fine. busted at all. Just give Phoenix yeah. extra fucking Molly, like mm-hmm. one you know, to heal I would, yourself. You know, I would like that. Yeah, yeah, one to heal yourself, one to use as an actual fucking Molly, or if yeah. you play Phoenix and you're not Chase. Both of them to heal yourself. Oh yeah, I think right. I think you mean both of them to molly off angles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you like I said. Before, oh yeah, yeah. Chase gets oh this this, huge this value angle this angle that I'm gonna molly instead of mollying with one brim smoke, I'm gonna trust down two phoenix mollies and they're gonna molly off this angle for half the time. Yep. Instead of mollying with a brim smoke, what brim molly blocking it? Oh, okay. My bad. Instead of blocking with like a brim molly, I'm gonna toss two phoenix mollies and they're they're gonna be there for like half the time. But like yeah, you know. Do massive damage if someone swings it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I All think right. Phoenix. I'm, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Never mind. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, but I did. I did put ten bucks on that combo bet. So, you know, if anyone else wants to put their their money where their mouth is. Yeah. I, combo bet. Yeah. On BetUS, you can, which is what I use. Well, well wait, on on this TV, completely un, unsponsored uh, <laughs> gambling note. Um, yeah, we'll drink with you later. <laughs>